Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A warm, lovely hello. Welcome to lovely Las Vegas for Ghost of Ghost Hoops with myself, Greg Hoops Pierce. And now a part of the Beeson Family Podcast, we've got a tremendous podcast for you. Yes, we're going to be going guest-free today because we wound up doing two conference previews the last few days, so... Just pretty much going to be rounding up everything that we wound up seeing in college basketball over the last two days. So we've got a lot to be able to hit upon, including a guy that decided to step away from the game of college basketball at the Power 5 level. And we did wind up seeing a lot of guys wind up going down to the lower level as well, which winds up making your handicap nice and easy. You just cross those guys off the list of guys that you need to evaluate for the upcoming season and move on. So... We've got a lot of those things to wind up brushing up upon, and as per usual, if you do have a question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast, got one or two ways to be able to fire those in. First one is my Twitter timeline, at unit underscore D1. Keep in mind, letters EM, they mean does not matter, so as per usual, please send these into the timeline. And the other way, it is via an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, Arable Fire, whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast, Via that five-star review, really did not wind up getting in any Twitter questions today, but we are starting to see it where schools are really at the non-D1 level starting to release their rosters, which is why you're going to notice a lot today that there's quite a few schools in which there's like three different guys going to like Barry College, Concordia, Irvine, Western Washington. list goes on and on because I know that there was a tweet by one of our good friends, Tobias Bass of The Athletic, that Right around 42 to 43% of players that wound up entering into the transfer portal, they had yet to find a school. So that leads you to believe that some of these guys, they've probably just been looking for quite a while for their upcoming landing spot, and now they're starting to find it. So good for them, but that said, it's turning into sort of musical chairs, and we did wind up seeing a few guys wind up being able to stay at the D1 level, which that's always good to find as well. But you are seeing a lot of guys that, they were at the D1 level last season. They've decided that they are going to be going down to the non-D1 level. And many of these guys were not necessarily big-time contributors. Now, we did wind up seeing really one big move over the last few days. 
And that'd be Terrence Lewis the second. He was at Jackson State last season and really was able to put together a nice back half of the season. He began his career at North Texas and he decided that he was going to be going to Louisiana. And these are always moves that you do want to note. And I'll be doing my Sunbelt preview relatively soon as well because I did wind up doing a pair of previews. This past week, I wind up going in alphabetical order with the low slash mid majors up to the high majors. And if you want to take a look at Lewis last season, 8.5 points, 6.3 rebounds per game with Theo Akwuva leaving Louisiana. This is going to be able to help them out quite a bit. And I do think what's important when it comes to some of these guys that wind up transferring as well, take a look at the way that they want to finish off the season as well. Like for Lewis, for example, final 10 games of the season. 13.5 points, 1.3 steals, 8.3 boards. He was shooting right around 54.5% from the floor. That's a really good mark for a Louisiana team that they're going to need a little bit of something down low. So I do think that these are sort of things that you do want to be taking a look at for the upcoming season. I did wind up mentioning as well, we did wind up seeing a gentleman that was at the power conference level decide that he is going to be stepping away from the game. And you never want to see it, but Seth Towns, he has decided that his college basketball career is over. And once again, this is sort of the time of year in which you want to be more or less tying up loose ends. And if you do wind up seeing a seismic move, you probably want to be digging into it a little bit more because players of note really should not be making too many moves. Like with South Towns, for example, he didn't wind up playing at all during the 2021-22 season. When he was out there on the floor for Iowa State, 4 points, 2.2 boards. He was the Ivy League Player of the Year, but you have to go all the way back to 2017-18 for that. This guy's first year of college basketball was the 2016-17 campaign, so that is certainly an instance in which you weren't expecting necessarily a whole heck of a lot out of him. You really don't have to move your power ranking too much on Ohio State. You do want to be taking into account that they're going to be probably a little bit more thin in general, but these are sort of the things that you do want to be cleaning up upon right now. And then another move that I did think was worth mentioning before we're going to be getting into, on the flip side, a lot more of these guys that they are going to be going down to the non-D1 level, and these are just more or less things that you're able to check off your box and be like, all right, we don't need to worry about him anymore. And that'd be Jacob Wilson. He was removed from Wichita State for violating team rules. He's now going to be going to Louisiana Monroe. Wasn't necessarily the most highly doubted guy in the world. Someone that, I mean, he never really played a single game for Wichita State because he was a part of their recruiting class. Someone that stands right around six foot five ish I thought he was going to be an okay player, but I didn't think he was going to be anything seismic for Wichita State. This is a good find for Louisiana Monroe, and at the same time, not something that is going to be pushing Wichita State too far behind the eight ball. So, I mean, we're seeing some of these moves like this. We're starting to get into more of the hay is in the barn portion of the offseason, especially when it comes to weekends, when it comes to Saturdays and Sundays, because I know that many of you guys, you guys handicap the NFL, which now we don't have any Sundays until football is back into our lives, and we're going to have football every single weekend up until February. That's a good thing for just America in general, but this is now an instance in which you're able to do all of your Saturday, Sunday handicapping. You take a look at the college basketball news and notes throughout the weekend. You should be good to this point. If you don't wind up having to play a lot of catch-up, if you've been up on things during the offseason, 
you are good, and even if you have not, there's still two months until the start of the college basketball season. You probably want to be putting in a little bit of work during the weekend, but that said, this is not one of these instances in which you're at a point right now where you need to be doing like five hours a night because you are sloughing off or anything like that if you wind up starting up right now. So there are clear advantages to trying to get set for the upcoming season right now, and Part of them is being able to take a look at what we're getting right now in terms of college basketball. So a lot of guys and quite a few of them, I thought we're going to be able to make a little bit of an impact at their respective school, decide to go down to the Don D1 level. So we're going to be doing a little bit of a roundup of that next. Right here on Coast Guys Hoops with myself, Greg Spears, and now part of the Beeson Family Podcast. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're back here in the Las Vegas for Ghost of Ghost Eats with myself, Greg Eats, and now a part of the Beeson Family and Podcast because we wound up having two conference previews the last few days. This is just a big giant roundup of what we've seen the last few days in college basketball in general. So let's dive into a whole bundle full of guys that were at the B1 level last season. And they're going to be going down to the 91 level. Some of these guys did absolutely nothing. Some of these guys did quite a bit. Like, for instance, Lance Coleman. He did not wind up playing last season, but two seasons ago was someone that, while he was at CSUN, wound up getting injured midseason, but put up 14 points per game. Was a 34% three-point shooter in a full season at CSUN during the 2019-20 season. 7.5 points per contest as a reserve. You figured he could make a little bit of an impact as a six foot six wing. He has decided that he's going to be going down to Concordia, Irvine. And once again, these are all moves that are very easy for your handicap. All you need to note is that, all right, someone like Lance Coleman, who I just mentioned, was at the D1 level. He's now going down to the non-D1 level. Cross him off your list of guys that you need to evaluate and move on. And then there are guys that they didn't contribute much, like Freddy Dybala. He last season was at Cal Baptist. He averaged 0.8 points per contest. There was really no chance whatsoever of him doing much of anything whatsoever. And he has decided that he's going to be going down to the D1 level. Cross him off your list. Not a guy that even if he was on your list was going to be making too much of an impact either. Dominican of California is going to be getting Yusef Alcuga. He was at Eastern Washington last season. He averaged two rebounds per contest. Wound up playing in eight games last season. So once again, not necessarily too much of a mover and a shaker. Fresno Pacific is getting two guys that come in from the D1 level. Mike Benzo was able to have an okay season at Maryland Eastern Shore last year. He was able to put up three and a half points per contest. Shot 32.5% for threes. A little bit of a 6'5 combo player. If I remember correctly, I believe that he wanted to begin his career at James Madison as well. But he has decided that he is going to be going down to the 91 level. So a little bit of a blow there. And then Jonah Guerin, he last season was over at Washington. 
Is that Washington? Not a guy that wound up being able to see the floor at all. He was a six foot eight walk on. He never scored a single point in his life. He also goes down to Fresno Pacific, so that makes it very easy for your handicap as well. Jonathan Ned, he wound up sitting out last season after spending the 2020-21 season at Georgia, wound up putting up right around 1.4 points per contest. He has decided that he is going to be heading from Georgia and he's going to be going to Western Washington and he's going to be joined by a Portland transfer in Wyatt Watson, Mr. Watson last season, wound up putting up 2.5 points per contest. You tell that he just wasn't necessarily a great fit with the new regime change that we've seen at Portland. And, I mean, what Shante Leggins is doing over there, nothing short of tremendous. I wound up hitting upon that during my WCC conference preview a few days ago. But, once again, very easy. Just cross them off the list of guys that you need to evaluate and move on. Someone who averaged right around three and a half points per game. Why was that Presbyterian last year? Ambaka Le Gregam. He has decided that he is going to be going into the transfer portal and he's going to be going to Moberly Area Community College. You're noticing a lot of guys going down to the non-D1 level as well, going down to community colleges because a lot of these guys, they want to be able to rebuild their stock a little bit more and then resurface and try to be able to make an impact that way. Lazar Grabovic, he is trying to do this as well. He last season was at Arkansas State. When he was at Arkansas State last season, right around two points per contest, a career 50% three-point shooter, but I think that he's attempted fewer than 10 threes in his career, so take that with a little bit of a grain of salt. He's also going to be going down to Moberly Area Community College. Jonathan Alexander he has decided that he is going to be going down to the non-D1 level as well. He was at Oral Roberts, part of that team that wanted to make it in the Sweet 16. Wound up averaging 3.5 points per game on that team, but only wound up playing in five games in general. He wound up sitting out last season, so not a guy of too much impact once again. This one is one that I actually think is worth noting. Jerron Williams. He was over there at Robert Morris. This is a little bit shocking that he winds up going down to the non-D1 level. He's going to be playing for Barry College. Eli's season was able to put up seven points per contest. Only shot right around 25.5% from three at Robert Morris, but two seasons ago, when he was in the Ohio Valley for UT Martin, he put up 10.5 points, 3.5 boards, shot 36.5% from three. He was a very highly touted Juco guy. He decides that he is going to be going down to Barry College. So that one is a blow for Robert Morris, and that one is a little bit surprising in my opinion. He is going to be joined by a gentleman that was over at Seton Hall last year in Sayal Garanda. And Mr. Garanda last season, he put up one point per contest while he was at Seton Hall. Someone who was able to get a little bit of clout in the recruiting circles, but not necessarily a guy that wound up doing a whole heck of a lot. So he decides that he is going to be going down to the 91 level for Barry College. Chase Thompson, he was at Southeast Missouri State. He is going to be going down to Florida Tech. Someone who was able to make some contributions right around two and a half points per contest. He wound up making two starts last season as a six foot seven, a little bit of a big body guy for Southeast Missouri State. He's playing for a Southeast Missouri State team that they're expected to take strides forward in an Ohio Valley that we're just going to call it what it is. It's absolutely terrible this season, so that winds up hurting them just a little bit. You do wind up seeing Matthias Silviera. He last season was playing over at Portland for the Pilots. And he has decided that he is going to be going down to the 91 level. And he is going to be going to Roland College. After he actually wound up being a relatively okay player for Portland last season. Put up right around four points per contest. Not a guy that was really going to lend any versatility whatsoever. But and he's a 7-footer, weighs 255 pounds, began his career at Austin Peay. So a little bit of a blow there for 
Portland, not a guy that I was really factoring into my handicap of them if you wound up listening to the podcast yesterday, though, so nothing affected there. Tutu Majak. He was over at UW-Green Bay, 6'9", was able to give the team two points per contest. I thought there might be a little bit of upside with him, but I felt like the coaching staff was not really giving up a lot of options. So he has decided that he's going to be going down to the University of Sciences and Arts of Oklahoma. So that was one that, in mind, subverting Green Bay a little bit just because they had nothing to start with, and now they've got even less of nothing. This one, to me, out of all the guys that wind up going down to the 91 level, this makes the least amount of sense. You've got some Kelo Calais who two seasons ago, he was at Southern. He, while he was at Southern, put up 11.5 points, 4 rebounds, 1.7 steals per contest, shot 38.5% from 3. Saw his numbers dip a little bit at Marist, but I mean, he was a starter for a solid Marist team out there in the MAC last season. The MAC with two A's, 8.5 points, 3.5 boards, shot 32% from 3-point range as a 6 foot 5 pretty versatile player. He's going down to University of Science and Arts of Oklahoma, I believe that the first two years of his career, he wanted spending at the junior college level as well. This really makes no sense to me. Unless if something wound up happening off the court, I have no idea why he's making this move. But with that said, some Kalo Calais. Take him off your list of guys that you need to evaluate and move on. That is one that it winds up hurting this Maris team that's going to be out in a competitive Mac quite a bit. Tungai Tuesday, he was playing at Jacksonville State. He wanted seeing action in seven games. He wanted putting up one point per contest. He goes down to non-D1 Bethel University. This is one that that's not going to make too much of an impact. Edward Manuel, he last season was at Northern Illinois, but up right around 1.5 points per contest. He is going to be going down to St. Mary's and no, not the St. Mary's that we typically wind up seeing in the NCAA tournament from the state of California. The St. Mary's out there in Texas, so very easy for your handicap there. You wind up putting up right around two rebounds per contest. Yardin Willis, what is up, Willis? He was at Binghamton last season. A guy that I thought, just with his frame and his frame alone, offered a little bit of upside, was never really able to put it together. Two and a half points, 1.6 rebounds per contest last season. He's going down to a relatively solid D2 university in Tampa. Got to figure that he is going to be able to see some relatively solid minutes there, and he should be able to thrive on that front. And then Cameron Kimball, he was playing at Western Michigan last season. He decided that he is going to be going down to New Mexico Junior College after he wanted to give the team right around two and a half points per contest for a Western Michigan team that got a little bit of a new look with a new coaching staff. And that rounds up everything that we've seen over the last 72 hours in college basketball. As you can tell, things are starting to wear down just a little bit, but with that said, Getting all set for the upcoming season as the plan is to make this one the most profitable ever. And bets are one during the college basketball season. They're one right now by being able to prepare for everything that we're seeing by taking a look at all these moves, making sure that everything is squared away in terms of these rosters and so much more. And if you ever do have a question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways to be offered this in. First one is my Twitter timeline, at unit underscore D1. Keep in mind, letters EM, they mean does not matter. So as per usual, please do send these into the timeline. The other way, it is via an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you're able to find whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast. Find that five-star review. Going to be continuing to crank out these conference previews as on tab next. Certainly going to be doing the SoCon relatively soon, along with the Sunbelt and the SWAC. Those are the targets I've got for my next three conference previews. And then I do think that I've got the whack remaining. And then we wind up going up to the power conference level with the Atlantic 10. Also being a conference I wind up throwing into the power conference level. Because I do think that they deserve that love along with the American. And then you got like the Big East, the Big 12. So 
We are starting to get into those big bomber conference previews that we're getting set for an amazing season. I'll be coming at you guys every single day on this podcast during the offseason. News and notes of college basketball along with those conference previews. And then once we get in season, picks and analysis on every single game, every single day. So I will chat at you once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for getting in. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.